0: So Saturday night, Handsome Husband and I went out to dinner. We wanted to try a new place. Uh, there's a place in Northeast. I think it's called – David, you looked it up for me. It's called Frankie's Fran- – uh, what's it f- called? Francie's, I think it is. Francie's. Fran- something like that. It's a vegan burger joint, and we're vegan now. That's a whole other story for another time. But – um we were excited. So we drove out. We, um, I used to work up in that area, and um, we were excited to try something new. Burgers were great, uh, really good atmosphere. It was really fun. We're walking back to the car. We see on the corner uh, Rosaline's Candles. And I'm like, oh, let's go in here. This looks like a really cute shop. It was open. It was almost 8 o'clock at night. It was open. <clears throat> So we walk in, we're looking around, we pick a candle, Mark buys a book, and we start chatting with the girl behind the counter. Happens to be she is Rosaline, and she is the owner. And she starts telling, I, of course, being the curious person I am, I started asking about her shop and her products and how she got started. And she has this fantastic origin story. And I say to her, you need to come on my show. And of course, she's like, what show? Who are you? What's WCCO radio? What's a radio? Because, you know, she's under 35 years old. So we all had a good chuckle about that. And Rosaline, who is home with her sick baby today, agreed to join us on the air and share about her store. So Rosaline Frederick, I want from Rosaline's Candles in Northeast, I want to welcome you to the show. And thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Thank you. I'm so excited. Did I accurately depict our meeting, or do you remember it differently? Uh, you depicted it perfectly. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> I was, and I was just, like, doing what I do with every customer, getting really excited mm-hmm. and telling them about my business. And then yes. you're, um, the person you were with was, like,
0: He's famous, and I was like, "Tell oh, me more, <laughs> no, please, please." Handsome <laughs> husband. He may have had too many drinks at at the burger place. Um. So, so Rosaline, the, and that's one of the reasons I was attracted to you because your passion about what you do and your your kindness about. We were strangers, you know, about anybody that walked in. So I asked her. She she runs a candle shop. She makes these soy candles that are absolutely stunning. Now I have one uh, in the house, and and she has a lot of other beautiful things, art local artisans, things like that in the shop um, in, in Northeast, which is moving, by the way, to Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And I said, like, how did you start all of this? What is the story behind this? And I want you to share that uh, with our listeners today. How did you begin?
1: So I began my business on uh, a fluke, actually. I When I was uh, back in 2018, um, I was working in clinical mental health and completely always burned out, and so I burned a lot of candles. Um, and and I had been living in a home with you know other girls uh, straight out of college, and we were in our mid twenties to uh, early um, to late twenties. And um, sustainability was a big portion of our um, home, and we were super passionate about it. So part of my efforts to do that was saving the jars that I had used up from previous candles. And my goal was that I would make my start making my own candles. And so I started collecting these jars, and. In December 2019, I took a solo trip to New York um, and stayed in New Jersey for um, a couple of days. And Airbnb had these experiences that you could do, life before COVID. And I uh, searched experiences and found a candle making class. And I was like, great, I'm going to go learn how to make candles. And then when I get home, I start making my own. And that's how the passion started there. And I kind of forgot about it until um, my husband and I became officially together and moved in together and he was like why are you bringing jars along with you and i knew i was like these are my jars i'm never getting rid of them i will make candles and so get into all these fights about the jars and i was like i'm a low-waste person i'll make the candles and so i kept researching 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 and then one day i was like fine i'm gonna go on amazon and buy everything i can to make candles and i did Mm -hmm. and uh The research began, and it was a lot harder than I thought, and I mean, I could go on and on. Please ask me more specific questions.
0: No, I will. I I absolutely will. (laughs) But you mentioned to me that it became a business in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, that once George Floyd's murder happened, you reached out to your community and you said, um, let's do candle making as a way of healing and coming together. Is that right? Yep, that's correct.
1: So I I perfected the craft of making my candles. And the weekend after George Floyd was murdered, um, me, my husband, and about 10,000 people in Minneapolis, on a very peaceful march, we're, you know, downtown Minneapolis. We had walked from downtown to the University of Minnesota. And the last stop was the 35W Bridge um, at the place that had collapsed about a decade before. So we're standing there waiting for the mayor. Everybody's on edge. And then a trucker comes through. Um, I don't know if you remember that. If it, it, it was, yes. it was out. Mm-hmm. It was public. I was on that bridge, and I jumped off the bridge, and my life changed significantly after that. Um, my PT, I, I started having PTSD symptoms, um, and then I couldn't. really I didn't want to leave my house, so my basement was my safe space. My home was my safe space. So I told my friends. Mm-hmm. You all can go out there and be part of the movement. I will be a move, part of the movement from my home. I would like to make like you know twenty candles, the mm-hmm. candles, with um, the face of Mr. Floyd, and we can mm-hmm. unscented because I didn't want anyone to remember the moment as something that was a beautiful smell. Um, and mm-hmm. without my logo, which just we found, we found a friend who did a, a, the the label, and mm-hmm. we started just I the word got out and people kept coming, bringing jars, bringing supplies. And we all kept making candles. And before I knew it, I turned my basement into a production facility for candles. And uh, everybody was tagging me on Facebook and Instagram. as the George Floyd candle lady. And then I once once it, and we ended up doing like 600 candles um, and passing them out. And after that, when the candles were done for him and Mr. Floyd had been buried, I had a, a warehouse, basically, at a production facility, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm going to keep making candles. Um, mm-hmm. And all the people who had been part of the movement who had come to my home to pick up candles to go to vigils and to go to gatherings started sharing about my story and um, the orders started coming in. My husband had helped me with the website, um, and mm-hmm. a friend of mine had set up my uh, Facebook and um, and my sister helped with helping me with my logo mm-hmm. and um, people just it just the word got out you know. Our communities were excited to support Black-owned businesses, support local businesses, and um, the revenue was coming in. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is working! What do I do?" And yeah. so <laughs> that's kind of how I started. And I kind of I'm a like the most accidental entrepreneur that I can probably think of because I my background is in clinical mental health. I love helping people, so that's what I was feel like I was designed to do. So I felt really kind of bad and guilty to be leaving the. My career in people caring to now becoming um, a business owner, which I fought against for a long time
0: but you what I loved about your story is the combination of combining mental health, because your business came out of you trying to help heal people from their trauma. And you did that with the skill of making candles. And I'll tell you this, you still do it with people that come into your store. I came into your store and it was probably 10 to 8 on a Saturday night. I'm sure you were tired. I'm sure you wanted to get home to Calvin Jr., and yet there you were taking the time with me and Mark and chatting us up. I'm sure we talked your ear off because I was so interested in you. And um again, it- it's your energy that you're putting into the world, not only your products, but you and you're continuing to help heal. And that's why I wanted to feature you. So currently your store is on Central Avenue and Northeast at 2430 Central Avenue, but you're moving to Grand Ave. We only have about a minute left, but tell everybody where they can get Rosaline's Candles. You can get Roselands
1: Candles at roselandscandles.com. It's on shelf at multiple uh, co-ops in the Twin Cities, um, Mississippi Market and Eastside Food Co-op and other places in the Twin Cities. You can also stop by my store Wednesday through Sunday um, and uh, find us online on Google. Type Roselands Place and the Grand Avenue will be opened um, in December or mid-December. The address will be uh, 1652 Grand Avenue. I'll be next to French Meadow in Patagonia. And um, it's going to be great. We're going to keep doing candle making classes and keep having fun and being part of the community.
0: Is Calvin Jr. feeling better?
1: He is at daycare (laughs) and I'm having alone time.
0: (laughs) And you deserve it. Well, um, Rosalind, it was so great chatting with you and meeting you. And we're going to stay in touch. And I can't wait to enjoy my candle. Thank you so much, Jordana. You got it. Have a great day